Let's get this party started right. <laughs> what, 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 what? Welcome to the Sprocket Podcast, where we are simplifying the good life. I'm Guthrie Straw. And I'm Aaron Flores, broadcasting from the People's Republic of Portland, nestled in the heart of Cascadia. We are the show that brings you somewhat irreverent conversations about the intricacies of thinking locally with a global perspective and enjoying the best that life has to offer along the way. Covering bicycling, trains, transit. Hey, I was just about to go into the old uh, intro. Sorry. Wait, you, you changed adventures, it? What? Adventures in life hacks. Oh, hey, who's this? <laughs> Muscle memory taking over. <laughs> hey. By the way, was it really hard for you to not jump on the mic right, right now? Yes. Yeah. Miss yeah. me? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm Brock. I was a host for a while. Hey, it's not your turn yet. Nope. And today... <laughs> We've got Jeremy Mendelson in the studio with us. Thank you for joining us, Jeremy. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's, uh, it's fun to finally be here. Yeah. Jeremy, formerly of Critical Transit and various other projects that um, we've been following along the way. Uh, I'm sure we've featured many of your articles on our news. Uh, yeah, I think there, there have been a couple. Uh, but you're here in Portland for like kind of an extended vacation? Or? Uh, well, I tried to ride my bike down the Oregon coast and... Uh, Kind of miserable. So, uh, <laughs> came here. This was this was not necessarily the the right uh, set of months for that. Uh, no, not not the best. And I uh, I also have a bone to pick with the people who uh, keep telling me that the road is great. Mm. <laughs> okay. I might be in that crew. <laughs> I, might, I might be partially in that crew. Uh, well, we'll have to. Yeah, we'll have to come back to that. Indeed. But also, you may have noticed, we do have a fourth guest oh, in the studio yes. today. Hey, guys. Who's you this guy? The, the Brock <laughs> in the room. Brock and is back. Out of retirement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, Jeremy Where? and I met through the podcast back in 2011. Is that right? Uh, Thereabouts. Yeah. Thereabouts. And so, yeah, uh, I haven't seen you in person for a while because you've been on the road. Yep. But uh, it's good to see you again. I think it's likewise. And I think uh, last time I saw you, we were riding bikes in uh, Providence, maybe. Sounds about right. Or or you were waiting to get on a train and go somewhere else. I uh, forget. Okay. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah, it's good to see you. Yes. Ah. So, what have you been up to in the hiatus, Brock? Well, uh, I've been getting a lot of stuff done. Excellent. No, I haven't, really. I, I've been. <laughs> Even uh, more excellent. <laughs> Uh, I have been taking time just kind of get things ordered. I've been working on uh, a super secret new podcast project that uh, is not yet launched. Mm-hmm. So keep your ears peeled. But uh, somebody, anybody who say makes a donation to the podcast starts a new recurring donation may get stickers from that project before the project Ooh. actually drops. So uh, it's, it's exciting. It, it has to do with um, music. Nice. Stay tuned. Yeah, as it were. Yeah. So it's uh yeah, that that's basically it. Um that and going to work and uh working uh you know, playing with the band. Uh the mm-hmm. band's been rehearsing and that sort of thing. We're uh we're kind of into our winter season. We've got a big show coming up in a couple of weeks, so nice. getting ready for that. So where yeah. are you where are you playing? Oh we're pl- thank you for asking. We're playing at the <laughs> White Eagle, uh Ooh. right here in Portland. It's down next to the Widmer Brewing Company. Yeah. And yeah. kinda down next to the the yellow line, Max Rail line. Are you guys like like regulars now? No, no. This is oh. the first time we've played there as Lumberjack. Although I played okay. there uh, with Municipal Heroes like five or six years ago. White Eagle so. is super legit too. It is. Yeah. yeah, it's um, it's like they're kind of their introductory music venue. As far as like you know, the big acts play at the Crystal Ballroom, and the people who like to think they're big acts play at the uh, Motor Center. 
the Rose Quarter. <laughs> <laughs> also owned by yeah. McMinimins. <laughs> like <free. laughs> you know, if, if you, in fact, are interested in seeing either a washed-up pop star or a current pop star, you can go to the, about uh, to be <laughs> the arena. Yeah, but if you want to see a real band in their in their tour and glory, that's that's Crystal Ballroom. Hmm. But uh, yeah, White Eagle is like the first like semi-professional musician space. So I would. Yeah, I feel like there's been so many good shows there, though. I I feel like like the White Eagle is kind of the unsung hero of the bands you're going to listen to, and then wish they'd gone to more shows earlier on because now they're selling eighty dollar tickets. That's right, not well, at the Moda Center, but at at the Crystal Ballroom. <laughs> You've got a chance to come yeah. and see Lumberjack on November sixteenth. No, I mean, like, like there's a lot. Like Cake's been through there. Like a lot of folks have played through the White Eagle. It's a it's a cool venue. I I really like it. Yeah, Cake played the White Eagle. The, so uh, a few years ago, I'm not sure if Cake Fish like fully played, but I ran into their guitar player um, for someone who was one of their original drummers a couple of years ago. Oh yeah. Um, so I mean, within the for the White Eagle within the blues scene for Portland, um, a lot of folks uh, who like, and this is basically me regaling stuff from my dad's days but apparently like that was the spot that yeah. you know like that perfect niche between like breaking out and and you know being part of that you know portland proper scene yeah um, underground yeah something like i don't know if like underground but just like it's a it's a it's like one of the, my favorite stepping stone slash like yeah good good place to go catch a show yeah i think underground just means obscure but cool yes and yes. the venue is haunted is so it? I hear, oh, as okay. is yes. every McMenamin's property. They won't they won't start a restaurant or a hotel or anything if there's no ghost there. Okay, yeah, they <laughs> bring everything that, but the ghost. Spin that into a series. That's right. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about this actually because I listened to um, uh, Kick Ass Oregon History's Hollow uh, Halloween episode. That's a good show. And mm-hmm. It's about uh, the haunting of what is it? The cigar room at Kells. Yes, mm-hmm. um, and the particular haunt that's there and i thought to myself haunting is good for business if you're a bar Mm -hmm. if you're a bar Mm -hmm. and if you're a bar in the pacific northwest yep a haunt like to say like you're you're a haunted place or whatever like that brings you some kind of kitsch right so i'm gonna i'm gonna pose this idea here Hmm. and that is like a story i'm gonna work around in my head somewhere (laughs) The story of like an actual haunting yes. of a bar. And, you know, the ghost motivation is to like scare everyone away, right? But then the bar is like, but you're good for business. Mm-hmm. So, no, we're not leaving. <laughs> Casper the lucrative <laughs> ghost. Right. Stick it to that. Right. Ghost. <laughs> yeah. So, so, like, that that's the real hell. That's the real torment of the ghost right mm. there is, right. That, is that now they've gone from like this haunt and this legitimate, like, <laughs> like uh, motivation to now now they're just a shill Casper you <laughs> sold out man it's the money maker <laughs> yeah hey I mean like what Old Town Pizza downtown is is theoretically haunted we've got a lot of right, haunted places right. around the yeah. Simon Benson house I've heard tell but that one I mean yeah depending on your your opinion of haunting but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is Halloween after I, all it's true yes, and with yes. all my time off on hiatus I have been haunting my local bar Nice. <laughs> what have you guys been up to? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Uh, let's see. So speaking of haunting, um, actually not speaking of haunting, I have had a very business-like week. I, I chipped my first. spooky business. A spooky business. <laughs> and it spookily started with a piece of candy I ate, which ended up chipping a tooth. And then oh, I was shit. At the, 
So, uh, no, that that was my week. I went to the dentist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Candy is bad for you. It's bad for you. I, I learned that in important lesson one, that yeah, I, yeah. I that you know you look at you look in hindsight and you're like, yep, I totally could have like paid a bit more attention to this. Uh, don't eat hard candy with your front teeth, kids. It's nah. not good for you. <laughs> yeah, don't use your incisors. Use your molars. Exactly. So yeah, that that was my that was my like super glorious week, um, <laughs> and enjoying the, the nice weather that we have around. It has been really it's been unseasonably nice, exceptionally there nice. There is this part of me that kind of mourns the loss of of rain and miserableness that would normally be happening. It, don't right worry, now. it'll come. <laughs> yeah, right, right, but there's this larger part of me that's like, fuck it, yeah. it's dry, it's oh, sunny. Yeah. I'm enjoying it. I'm Brought out the Pugsley for the last few mm-hmm. days before it gets really bad. They should make Pugsley fenders. There's, I mean, there's fat bike fenders. Maybe they should, but, they do- <laughs> but, but, but that would be cool to see. That would be oh, like yeah. a Portland-specific well, adaptation. There's actually a place in Eugene that that custom makes uh, full uh, full coverage fat bike fenders. Oh, cool. Uh, out of wood. They're like Is it really super uh, nice. Sykes Wood Fenders? I couldn't okay. tell you the name right offhand. No worries. Do you have any spare snow shovels hanging around? No. Okay. <laughs> I would. Should I make a fender out of those? You just tie one of the kind of the, the top tube, <laughs> or or I put it out front. Yes. And now I've got myself a plow. <laughs> I'd say with the gear range that might actually work. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you could get a lot of pick up a lot of the leaves. Mm-hmm. I always yeah. wanted to put a brush on the front of my on uh I mean not a brush a broom mm-hmm. on my bike so I could sweep out broken glass and things. Oh yeah, that I think you and I are on the same page with that because there's definitely some commutes that I'm like, gosh, if somebody just brought a broom, I don't know, maybe me, like we could actually <laughs> like, sweep this out and have a clear path every now and then. I heard it was uh, all about DIY. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Oh yeah. We gotta we gotta figure something out. Get the uh, get the broom mobile going. Yeah. Like a two wheeled zamboni. Yeah, I'm there gonna ride go. one of those Bach feet. It's just gonna mm-hmm. be a broom and a dustpan, <laughs> and uh, you know maybe a maybe a little weed whacker. Oh yeah, I'd imagine. Like, think about how many things you could outfit or like bolt onto a Bach feet cargo bed. Like, I'm sure there are no small number of contraptions that would s- suitably fit within that space. Oh, you know what I want? Philip as well? Ross, <laughs> I'm throwing down the gauntlet. You know what I want as well? I want like a something that can can put asphalt or concrete or. Maybe maybe uh, some plywood would be good mm-hmm. so that uh, whenever there's like whenever you need to like go down off a curb when you come off like uh, some path that's been mm-hmm. you know designed by maybe TriMet or something where they like don't want to. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, I mean, no, it's just no disrespect to TriMet, but like they do this. A lot of places do this, but like they don't want you crossing in certain places. Mm. So they make you like they like divert you. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. hundred feet down, and it's like nobody really wants. So everybody just like winds up going around the fence. Yep. And like maybe Desire something like that. Trail. I could put a little piece of plywood mm-hmm. and just like. Roll your bike off. So would it be it would be like the James Bond mobile or such. You'd you'd hit the red button and out would go plywood <laughs> and you'd just continue riding over that curb. That would be fantastic. Well, you heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been up to this week, Aaron? Um, well, like I mentioned, I got the Pugsley out for these last nice days. I was at a Halloween party not too long ago. Sorry, Brock, we missed yours. It's okay. You missed the I'm, best Halloween party. I'm, I'm, well, I'm discovering. <laughs> I'll just let that one lie. I'm discovering I'm not the party hopping type. I really want to be. Like, there's this this part of me that wants to socialize with every party. Like, spend like just a few minutes at each party and mm-hmm. be like, you know, stop at your place, have some candy corn, say hi, 
you know, and then like move on to another place, have some more candy corn, say hi, another place. But I realized like once I'm at a place, I really don't find the motivation to leave. Mm. Um, Do you feel especially like if I'm like socializing? Yeah. With other people. Yeah. Is it like the obligation factor or more just the like I'm settled in and like having a good time? I think more of the second. Okay. Um, some of it is like I don't feel like I could rightfully like mm-hmm. there is that question of like how long can it's I long stay? Enough. Well, yeah. How long is long enough? Like, can I stay without seeming rude or like before leaving? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I guess you guys or, have to go to bed, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, not not necessarily that, but like, you know, I show up and then take off like 10 minutes later that's pretty that's pretty rude maybe but you know showing up and like staying for an hour and then leaving is like well might as well just stay at that point mm-hmm. right anyways haven't figured out that and i realized maybe that's okay maybe i'm just a one party person mm-hmm. and that's okay maybe uh, maybe that candy corn is best acquired at the store <laughs> and then brought or home. just just not eaten at all <laughs> We didn't have any candy corn at my party anyways. Oh, that's all right. Uh, <laughs> I also realized we bought these pumpkins at a pumpkin patch um, around the 15th of October, mm-hmm. and we still have yet to carve them. How are they holding up? Uh, they're holding up fine because, okay. you know, they're pristine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We haven't cut open any of them, but we had the full intention of, like, you know, mm-hmm. making these jack-o'-lanterns. And you, you've nothing. still got one day. <laughs> right. Maybe not by the time this airs, but you still have one day. It'll be All Saints yeah, Day by then. that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll do like an All Saints themed pumpkin. Why not? There right? we go, yeah. Or the economics of squash. <laughs> mm. Oh, yes. In relief. Yes. I bet I could still get a good price in Missoula, Montana. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> or you could carve the economics of squash into a pumpkin. Oh, like a little bar graph? Super meta. Right. Yeah. I was thinking of just doing the lazy thing and like just getting a sharpie and drawing a smile on the pumpkin. <laughs> like Did you set see it the, back on the steps? Did you see the picture of the pumpkin I carved uh, with the scariest thing yes. I could think of in it? The apple, the logo. apple logo. Yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> Why is that the scariest thing? Well, I mean, you, it, it's everywhere. They taken okay. over, yeah. big brother. Also, it's a fruit carved into a fruit. Ooh, mm-hmm. layers upon oh, layers. Now scary. That's meta. Scary. <laughs> Do you have any Halloween traditions and/or Traditions? <laughs> no, I I uh, never been a fan of Halloween, so I kind of I try to avoid it, and uh, it didn't really work out this year. I was going to be on Amtrak on Halloween, so that hopefully I wouldn't have to deal with uh, be around it. But the it's not cur- so bad. The kerfuffle. Yeah, it's not so bad in certain places, but uh, as it turns out, I'm going to be in Seattle packing up boxes tomorrow. So. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and getting my Brompton, which is very exciting. Oh, nice. Yeah. So that's I'm looking what forward to that. Well, this may be like off-air stuff. I was gonna like get into like, what gearing did you get? Did you get the extended gearing? All of our listeners are really M-type. excited about <laughs> did that. Did you get your bottom bracket replacement yet? Yes. Well, you know, this, these are the things that you figure out o- over the years. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I I do like the Brompton, but it does have some shortcomings. And I was actually yesterday in uh, Clever Cycles looking at uh, some of the different locks that they have because I really would love a lock for my Brompton because mm. it is. I'm afraid to lock it up mm-hmm. on the street. Right, so I oh, yeah. carry yeah. it with me. Yeah. But sometimes you go into a little store, you know, for five minutes, or you go into a bar or whatever. You know, there's certain places where you, you don't really want to carry that around. It's kind of a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it would be nice if I could lock it up. But the lockers, locks are heavy. Hmm. Locks are, yeah. The Bordeaux's kind of nice in that it comes in a little case that can strap to the top tube of a Brompton. Yes. 
But it no. weighs like twenty pounds. It does weigh. So it's more weight. <laughs> more about weight as much than as a Brompton. Yeah, which is which is funny that I mentioned this because I've never been a, a weight weenie, as it were. But hmm. uh, but the point of a Brompton is portability. Yes. So weight <laughs> is a factor. Yeah. Right. It suddenly goes from the, what thirty pounds to fifty pounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. But also the point of a lock is not getting your bike stolen. So there's definitely like a trade off <laughs> there you, too. You gotta, you gotta make a compromise <laughs> yeah. somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> What's heavier, the weight of the lock or the weight of responsibility? That's, there you go. There you go. And I've uh, always struggled with the, with the, the latter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of Bromptons, I was thinking, uh, you know Galen Mook from uh, Boston. He was in town over, what, like a month ago now? Yes. And uh, he oh, and yeah. his lady friend brought their Brompton bikes to Portland, and we ended up switching on a ride up there in Forest Park where you were, and I got to ride his Brompton. Uh, up on Leaf Erickson. Tall man drive. on a, Forest Park. On tiny on a little bike. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Uh, oh. It turns out it works out pretty well. Yes. So yeah. I'd recommend next time you ride Forest Park, ride your Brompton. That's good to know because yeah. uh, the tires yeah, are wider. I, um, tires are, well, I don't know. I can see the tires <laughs> are about with my bike. But yeah. Yeah, I could, I could see uh, could see that not going so well. <laughs> I think your Brompton might have been the first Brompton I ever rode. Really? I think, because I'd seen them around. But, uh, yeah, like back when we first met, I think you had yours with you, and I think I gave it a test ride. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's pretty cool. Yeah, they are. Uh, it is fantastic, and I've I haven't managed to take it with me the last couple of tours that I've done. But um, I did tour on it in uh, Minneapolis and uh, Minnesota, Wisconsin, and uh, what's the other state? Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, easy, easy to forget that. <laughs> I know I'm staring right at you. Right? <laughs> I don't want to say it. <laughs> that one, that one, one close to the other ones. I don't want to. I don't want to co-op the uh, interviewing responsibilities. But I am curious. Liar. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I do. No, please do. The, just the long arc of your travels, Jeremy, because you started out uh, yeah. in Boston, and now you're here, but it's you've been in a lot of places, so kind of what's the just the nutshell version of uh, your, your trajectory? Where, man. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. I uh, don't have any, uh, any uh, discipline to stay in one place, so I have to keep moving around, and... Uh, I tried. I tried to do it. I tried to do that thing where you just kind of take off, and you could kind of quit, quit your job and take off, and uh, you know, work from the road and all that. That uh, you know, fun stuff that everybody talks wow, about. Oh, kudos to you! And uh, but that that was kind of a disaster. So um, I wound up back in Boston. Well, I went there to visit people, and I stuck around. I kind of walked into a job, and I stuck around for that was in 2014 when I got back there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I started this journey in uh, 2012 when I quit my my office job at the. Mm-hmm. Uh, MTA in New York City, and then yeah, what is it? 2017 now. So since after I went was in Boston again, I left again uh, about last last year actually. I went to uh, Breckenridge, Colorado for the winter and drove city buses over there, and I uh, did not hit anything or anyone, so that was good. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> and uh, then I it's a great stayed. bus system by the way. We <laughs> used it this summer when Adele and I were there. Oh, you did. Yeah. That's right. You were hiking over there. Free yeah. buses, man. You get yeah. on. You don't pay anything. You what? go where you want to go. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's a small town, it but yeah. Be like that everywhere. I actually did a podcast hmm. on that a while back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then I was in Seattle this summer, and maybe I should have come here instead. I don't know, but that, Seattle was cool, and uh, it was been nice here for a week. Mm-hmm. I uh, had a failed tour in the Oregon coast, so <laughs> it was that. It's not failed. It just it start it ended early. <laughs> That's true. You know, you gotta you gotta be flexible and you gotta uh, be willing to adapt when you do these things because if you I learned a long time ago that if you try to plan everything out, mm-hmm. um, you'll talk to people and you'll you know you'll maybe get bad weather or something will happen and you'll just decide to change it up and uh, you know you, it just doesn't make sense to mm-hmm. plan so heavily. And uh, so I just was going down the coast. I was going to see what happens. Thought maybe I'd make it to California. I figured I'd probably get tired by the time I got to Florence. Mm-hmm. 
uh, as it turned out, I made it to Pacific City, and then I uh, weather was getting really bad, and uh, I thought that the road was terrible, mm-hmm. and the, the 101. So I hopped on a bus to Newport, stayed in a hostel for a couple of days, and then kind of been making my way around Oregon. Nice for the so for the stretch. Were you riding 101 from Tillamook to Pacific City, or did you hop out to the Three Cape Scenic Route? I started in Astoria, and I went to yes, I did the Three Cape Scenic Route. Okay. Uh, but I had to, part of it was closed. Okay. So I had to, and there was a, the only bike alternative to bypass that was apparently said to be really dangerous, and apparently somebody was killed there last really? year. Was it, so it wasn't rooting folks onto 101? No, it was it was getting from Tillamook to 101. Okay. So I actually took the bus from Tillamook to the Three Capes, to uh, Neatarts, Okay, it's called. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, then I rode from there, and that riding along there, along the uh, well. But I, I started, I rode into Tillamook, mm-hmm. um, and then I, when I was coming out along the coast, along the uh, Three Capes scenic mm-hmm. route, and that was very nice over there. And then I stayed at Camp Lookout, and I, mm-hmm. it was a great climb, and that was nice. And then yeah, I, my favorite coastal yeah. campground, by the way, Camp Lookout. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. nice. I was the only one there, so it was, and I got Even there pretty better. Late, but yeah, but it was, it was late cool. October is the real yeah. like, you know, road and weather hazards aside, like. It's so empty. <laughs> it's a <laughs> ghost town. Well, it's see, that's pretty what, cool. That's what I thought, but there was so much traffic. Maybe the campground. Oh, like car traffic. Car traffic, yeah. yeah. They, I met a few touring cyclists. I met a guy in uh, in Fort Stevens State Park outside mm-hmm. of Astoria. Mm-hmm. I met a guy who was riding. He was from Spain, and he was riding from, I think, Vancouver all the way down. And then I met a guy who was touring Oregon. He started, he did the... Um, Banks Fernonia State Trail, which is near here, mm-hmm. yeah, and which I should have done, and I never made it's it. Pretty nice. It's and, uh, it's it's there. You can always hit <laughs> it up if you want. <laughs> yeah, I'll go do it tonight. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, he did that, and then was going down the coast. And mm-hmm. I've done it before, and um, everybody said great things about it. I don't know. I yeah, mm. maybe I just I I also wasn't feeling the bike touring vibe. You ever get mm. that when you when you yeah. like start a tour yeah, yeah, yeah. you're just not into it? Mm-hmm. Had you have you had tours that you started where? you've had that sensation but then you powered out of it or i don't think i've ever had that sensation before oh okay usually okay. i'm super excited after like two days i'm, I'm mm-hmm. into it like when okay. i was going across utah i was just i was into it and then after about a week and a half i was just eating lousy stuff and just not mm-hmm. not feeling great but i was into the yeah ride. yeah i i mean maybe that's a good thing you know i mean if you if you aren't feeling it like that's probably some yeah you know s- or make way. yourself miserable if yeah. you don't have yeah, to yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I think, like, for me, it's been more on, like, a daily basis where, like, if you're doing a long tour, um, folks always ask, like, oh, if you, like, how, what's the longest day you've ridden? I was like, uh, like, 80 miles. Like, I've never got to go long, but I have had days where mm-hmm. you, you, like, wake up, you break camp, you get, like, five miles down the road, and then it's like, nah, screw this. Like, I'm just going <laughs> to camp again. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had that going into Cannon Beach, actually. <laughs> it was just like... For sure. I was, And then I should say that I started... Um, I actually did a little bit, bus, a little bit of a bus bike hybrid tour yep. around the Olympic Peninsula. Booyah. So I started out of Seattle on Bainbridge Island, and I went up um, basically a counterclockwise, yeah, uh, loop around the Olympic National Park, mm-hmm. and uh, so that was really nice, and I was happy to do. It. So I was already on the road for a week by the time I got through Astoria. Gotcha. Where did you stop in the Olympics? Um, I let's see. I stayed. I camped in Bainbridge Island, and then. Um, in Port Angeles, I found a cool hostel. So I stayed there. And then I camped outside of Forks, I think. Oh, yeah. And then I didn't make Twilight it. Twilight Town. Yeah. 
And then I didn't uh, I didn't stay in a motel in Forks because it was just constant downpour. I, I oh, budgeted, yeah. See, I, I was doing a little credit card touring because I, I budgeted this tour for uh, three motel stays mm-hmm. because I said it could be, the weather could be. I only used one yep. of them. Yep. But I figured uh, that That's was... That's a smart move, especially for that route. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just, and that night it just downpoured all night. So mm-hmm. it was nice to just do that but uh it's like it was, get out of jail free card yeah and it was a beautiful area you know you wake up and it's nice when you wake up and your stuff is dry and you're like you're not <laughs> you know like and you're, you're, dry. <laughs> you're dry and you're yeah. warm enough that's exactly because it, it's cold yeah, this time yeah. Of year. i mean i don't want to say cold i mean you know I'm it, it gets to snow, you but it yeah it's in it's cold enough that it gets to you and so it's you don't it's like in the summer when it rains it's like okay it stops raining you dry off mm-hmm. and you hang the clothes on the back and everything's fine yep but and you you know you hang up your tent when you stop for lunch but yeah, when it's when it's like you know forties and fifties, you're you're not really drying anything off. Mm-hmm. And if so it, and with the and with the hotel stay, like if you were wet, it was wet because you were in the hot tub, and then you got back out again. <laughs> that would be true. Yes, <laughs> uh, if there were a hot tub. Yes. Oh shucks. Nice. <laughs> no, that yeah. that is the thing because I feel like I've I've had a couple of different experiences and Flores, you've done this like on just tours. Like I remember uh, down in Big Sur, we got like dumped on. Oh we had, gosh, like, all of our <laughs> yes. all of our rain gear out and everything. And like it, bike touring is fun when it's dry and the sun's out, and it's it's <laughs> exciting when you get wet once, but it's not exciting when you get wet like all the time. No, mm-hmm. it loses its novelty pretty quickly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it is kind of a seasonal <clears throat> pastime. I mean, I know you can do it. But it depends on what you want out of that experience. I'm mm-hmm. assuming, Jeremy, you don't want to be like uh, like Shackleton in Antarctica. So this is not your, <laughs> your ambition. Yeah, I mean, if I've, I have watched the videos of people doing the ice road and going from uh, you mm-hmm. know, starting in the, the Arctic Circle in like March. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, I I if you're into that, I mean, that's cool. More power to you. And <laughs> yep, yep. You know, I'll uh, I'll provide uh, moral support if, if you like. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but you were uh, thinking like the coast, like like the beach and stuff. Yeah, I was thinking beaches. Yeah, when I got to the beach, it was. I mean, this is beautiful, but it was like yeah, you know, I couldn't couldn't go in. And and I don't want anybody to think that I that I can't ride in the rain. Uh, <laughs> because you can, you have, yeah, I have, yes. But yeah, it's, it's a kind of a different proposition this season. Uh, yes. Which way were the winds going this time around? Um, always in my face. Okay. No, so, yeah. I, I don't know. Um, actually, I didn't, really, <laughs> I didn't notice that, uh, too much, but, uh, they, it was really hard to tell. Yeah. Um, just switches up, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's definitely a, uh, a seasonal change where like predominant winds go southbound, right? Like yep. you can ride the, the yep. wind all the way down the coast oh, yeah. in the summertime. And I don't remember when that changes, but it might be sometime right around now. It's, uh, so. when I was in, we did it, we started like November 10th. And uh, we still caught winds pretty much the whole way down. I mean, okay. Maybe it's actually around December. Or we may have just also gotten lucky. Yeah, and it depends but. year to year, I'm sure. But, oh, yeah. But, sure. yeah, that would also affect your experience in the, <laughs> in the yeah. coast. Yeah. But, yeah, it was, I don't know. I guess it was it was nice to do it in pieces. I, I think um, if I were to do it again, I might I might try doing some – I might try to explore the coast on foot. <laughs> maybe because Ooh. there's – because there's buses. Are you talking about like the Pacific Crest Trail? Yeah. Or? Um, well, I'm not entirely sure, but I mm-hmm. mean, it'd be, uh, maybe some combination of the PCT and uh, the road along the coast mm-hmm. on the bus. Maybe if you, you could, if you get down to Eureka too, there's the Lost Coast Trail, uh, which is Ooh. fantastic. Okay, and so the yeah, you sh- you sh- yeah, That'd I would great. I would love to hear <laughs> about this journey because yeah, that see, sounds like I've, a great way to do it. <laughs> see, I've always wanted to get into uh, to hiking more i've done plenty of hiking but never more than like a day or two and i've always wanted to get this into... has never been anything i wanted to get into. <laughs> <laughs> well i was i was talking to somebody the other day about this and and how 
there's a switch between road biking and mountain biking. You know, sometimes you get tired of the roads and you you start doing a lot more trails. And mm-hmm. and I, you know, kind of threw backpacking into the mix there too. And I just feel like it's nice to be out there. I was getting tired, especially in this tour. I was getting tired of the traffic. Mm-hmm. There was so much yeah, traffic. that does that does wear so on you. So describe this traffic. What was the, what was the level? What was the tenacity of what you were experiencing on the coast? Um, let's see. It was uh, would be described as uh, loud, uh, frequent, <laughs> and uh, very close. Okay. Would be the words I'd use to describe the traffic uh, in proximity to, to my location, mm-hmm. in that little uh, three foot shoulder there. Yeah, yeah. And do you feel like folks were cutting you closer than other parts that you've ridden, or yeah, there I wasn't mean, as much infrastructure in places you had hoped? Well, here's the thing: I th- I think that because there was there was a little bit of shoulder, I wasn't comfortable with car. You know, there wasn't enough room for me to, to for cars to go safely by, mm-hmm. but. Because there was enough shoulder, you know, it's like when there's a bike lane, but the bike lane's not good, and the cars just still drive really close because they don't yep. feel like they have to move over. Right. And it was basically that. Okay. So, and there's so much traffic, so because there's cars coming the other way, like nobody was like slowing down and waiting mm. and moving over mm-hmm. or anything. So it was, you know, every once in a while, I guess I'm going to do that. But uh, yeah, it was it was that they were when you have a three foot shoulder and the cars are in the lane like right next to that shoulder line. Mm-hmm. That's just, you've got that's a foot, and they're going seventy yeah. miles an hour because it's a highway. Mm-hmm. It's too close. I didn't. I don't know. I didn't yeah. like that. 55 is the legal speed limit in Oregon. But, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, um, I was interested, and that's why I was asking about which route you took, is that the one time that I also had like a very, very close call on my ride was right in between Cape Lookout and Tillamook. Um, and there's kind of a, I wouldn't call it like a logging road or anything, but it's the road that most people would take to get between the two. And there's a few corners in there um, that log trucks came by in a frequency which was fortunately uh matching our pace but if it had been off by about a minute or so uh that was the one spot where i kind of looked back and was like oh yep that totally would have hit me if i happened to be at the Uh, apex of that turn yeah i think i know what you're talking about i think that that may be the section that i avoided Mm -hmm. yeah that's that's what it sounds like too yeah if you go on the adventure cycling association's website they actually say that the you know, this is we've kind of amended this because it's oh, okay. dangerous and yeah. people have been hit. And, mm-hmm. But Shit. there's no alternative. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's like you either go the three capes or you go 101, and yeah. uh, three capes I think wins at the end of Absolutely. the day. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you were talking a little bit about uh, the the semi nomadic lifestyle and trying to try, trying to work on the road. Um, would you? How, what what did that look like for you? And sort of why did you decide to to get away from that again? Well, it's. You know, there's there's basically I think two ways you can work on the road. There's one is where you're trying to um, do sort of what they call the uh, is it um, what do you call it when you work? Oh, uh, location independent. When you're basically you have a computer mm-hmm. and you're doing some kind of online business or something like that, and uh, it is it is really tough to try to uh, to try to build anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I never and I don't have the discipline to the patience to to really follow through with that mm-hmm. um that's basically how you know or unless you're you know you have some kind of programming ability or something else that you can do on you can work for an actual company and just you know you're just not going to the office every day right. okay but the other way is is what i've settled into which is where I, I go get to a physical place and then stay and work for a company or a town or yeah sort of place. like town hopping or or, or yeah set yeah, up shop basically yeah. yeah i mean where and it, it works because I found that I get tired after a month or two on the road and I want to just stay put for a while mm-hmm. and I'd like to know where I'm sleeping the next couple of days and just 
you know, have a, a kitchen at home and, you know, <laughs> I can buy stuff and leave it there and, you know, stuff like that. And so um, that works for me. And then I get bored after about six months or so. And then I time to hit the road. And I try to tend to do seasonal okay. jobs. I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, so we talked about this. We actually have uh, three bus drivers in the room. And, uh, <laughs> Commercial <laughs> so, driver's yes. license yeah. represent. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll get there one day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Bicycles are pretty good. There's no traffic on the bicycle. But uh, yeah, that's that's kind of what I've been doing. Okay, and it's just it's nice to nice to do. They just keeps it helps me uh, mix it up a little bit, mm-hmm. and then I uh, then I hit the road, and I'm either either uh, driving the bus or I'm on the bicycle. So mm-hmm. that was because um, one thing I've seen from a lot of folks looking to do like option A is is uh, and and you may have experienced this is that it in in the paper side of it looks like oh i'll work you know two hours a day or something like that but then that two hours turns maybe into three if you couldn't find wi-fi and maybe into four if the wi-fi closed at a certain time and maybe into five if you found nothing and then still had a project that was due did, did you find that was like a somewhat well, and that's similar also experience dependent on the speed of said wi-fi too. oh yeah, yeah totally yeah um that's the challenge and it's it's not so it's it's much it's the much glorified uh way of life and you actually but if you if you actually talk to there are a lot of people who have successfully or successfully doing this you mm-hmm. know? and uh and there's you know there's different ways to do it there's you know starting there's you know the blog route is very very difficult to, to actually get people to follow you over yep. it takes many years mm-hmm. um you know some people s- will sell stuff i know guys with vans who will um go and buy stuff in thrift shops and sell it on ebay mm-hmm. i mean there's and some people write books there's various ways to to do it but yeah, it's challenging trying to find internet access, and yeah. if you, you know, if you want to go to a co- co-working space, I mean, those places can be expensive, and, and then yeah, so you spend all your time trying to find the internet, or yeah, it, work it, is work. Yeah, yeah. So it's you know, I, I I what I do, I don't have to sit in front of a computer all day. I can I can go there, I can do my job, and I can go home, and I don't have any of the stress or any of the the hassle, and and have anybody calling me at uh, midnight because they're in a you know, different time zone. And so it's their morning and they want me to do a conference call or something. Mm-hmm. I don't have any of that crap. The blog hasn't appeared in Taipei yet or something. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what happened to our post? It was scheduled yeah. for now. Right. right. Uh, yeah. I was going to ask, you said it's kind of a natural, like you're following a natural rhythm of your own uh, interests and desires. Like uh, you, you either are tired of being on the road or you're tired of being stationary, but what's, uh, what's your conversation with yourself at, uh, at either of those points? Well, it's, it's, um, you know, I say this, it's not, obviously not perfect. It doesn't, sometimes you need to conform to certain seasons for, for work and uh, things like that. But, but typically it's, you know, I will, I, I tend to get bored of a place. After, I mean, usually it's about every six months. Um, I, when I was working in Breckenridge and it was uh, mid-March, I remember, uh, you know, I had, I had one day, I had like a really bad day out there. I was just like, everything was annoying me. I was like, oh, this fucking car, my bus stop, get the hell out of there. You know, and like every little thing was just like annoying me. And so I, uh, you know, and it like it was like an hour and a half into my shift, and like I was in the room in the break room, and you know my boss comes in and she's like, he's like, oh, I think you're I think you're ready to be done for the season. Like she could tell. tell. So, yeah, that's how it goes. You know, that was that was eight months that I was there. So it's, so it's know, not a conversation mm-hmm. with yourself yeah. so much as a it's like it, <laughs> <laughs> the well, sad <laughs> sadness is leeching off of you, and you're like, all right, time to go. Yeah, I mean it happens when I'm on the road. It's it's a uh, you know when you when you start to. You start to get really tired of of all the work that's required. Yeah. Because you know when a lot of people, everybody says they love to travel, right? I meet all these people like, oh, that sounds so great. I love to travel. And it's like, but 
But a lot of people think of traveling. They think of, you know, I'm going to go and I'm going to stay in a nice hotel and I'm going to mm. go to restaurants and then I'm going to go back home and I got all my stuff there and I don't <laughs> my have ties on the money. Beach. And, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. So, but that's not they think the reality. Of, they're thinking of vacation. <laughs> they're not thinking <laughs> yes. of traveling. Yeah. Exactly. And so, um, you know, there's a lot of things that happen when you're when you're out there and um, you, you start forgetting things. You know, I left my rain pants on the bus, you know. You, you oh, just, yeah. I left my laptop in the hostel and bend to <laughs> go get the shuttle to bring it back to me. So, mm. you know, I mean, the stuff like that, you just kind of, you just kind of have coordination issues or, um, it gets, when you get into winter, um, I, I said, I really didn't want to do, I want to do winter in somewhere warm this year. Yeah. I'm just going back East to visit some friends and family and then I'm going to go somewhere South. I haven't decided anywhere yet, but at least that's the plan. Domestic or international, or does it matter? Um, domestic because I don't have enough money to go international. Okay, yet, but I I'm trying to. San Antonio's do... bike scene is uh, oh, really? up and coming. Okay, yeah. I hear it's a it's a good place. It's nice weather too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if I get some fresh fruit, I'd be down. Um, yeah, and that's when winter comes. I get, you know, I start to, um, you start to run into issues of, well, there's a little bit of that that sort of seasonal depression that sets in of like you know like, yes. oh yeah it's not as nice riding outside and i have to but there's also the what are you carrying you know do I, do, I don't have any of my winter gear oh now it's like 35 degrees out there you know? <laughs> <laughs> what am i gonna do yes and that's a challenge and that's why portland is full of coffee and beer mm. <laughs> yes I don't yeah. have any winter gear because I'm not going out in the winter. <laughs> yeah, screw that. <laughs> going to sit in doll cult all day. <laughs> exactly, yeah. You could literally not go there, plan, <laughs> open yeah. to close, and just like have everything you want in Portland. <laughs> yeah. Another secret, if anyone is uh, doing the work sort of travel thing, Powell City of Books, Yes. Uh, you can just post up in the coffee shop all day. <laughs> and they're many, open. many do. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. Yeah. I walked around there for uh, probably about an hour the other day, walked around mm-hmm. the, the bookstore. And it's how long it takes to make yeah. a circuit. Yeah, about, <laughs> about, yeah. And I couldn't decide uh, which of the seven books that I was going to buy, so I didn't get any of them. I have uh, a bit of a love-hate relationship with that place. I'm sure like a lot of Portlanders <laughs> do in that mm-hmm. There's so many good books there, and like I want to buy every book that I see. That I'm like, oh, this is interesting. This is interesting, and that's awesome. Like, and you know, the, just the fact that there's so many books in one place is mm-hmm. really cool. Mm-hmm. What about but, uh, what about but the, the rare, getting rare book there, room? The getting. Oh, geez. you want RPR, all the stuff in there too? I'm sure, right? Yes, yeah. I love the rare book room. <laughs> there's some pretty <laughs> cool like, shit. I I love having family over because it gives me. Or yeah, family who haven't been here. It gives me an excuse to show them the rare book room, as if like, you know, check this out. Mm-hmm. This book is bound in human skin. Here is the Lewis <laughs> and Clark manual for the original the, expedition. I don't think there really is one that's bound in human skin. You, oh, that's good. You get what I'm saying. That's good. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, totally. All, these, all this stuff. Um, but the getting there is always such a pain in the ass. And even just like right up to getting through the door. Mm, yeah. You even just have by to bike. deal with such a huge crowd of people. Yep. And, you know, I don't want to disparage tourists because that that's part <laughs> well, of our economy. No, and I mean, like, you're not, you're not often that. I mean, Powell's quite literally is the most visited destination in Portland. It's like the yes. voodoo donut of books. <laughs> yeah. I would argue the better alternative of voodoo donuts. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, like full disclosure, Jane works there, so I kind of see like both sides of that. But I'm, I'm with like, yeah, it's, it's you get your, your, you get your pluses and your minus. But at the end of the day, too, it's like 
there are not too many places like PALS. And um, this actually gets us sort of to one of the topics that you wanted to talk about, Jeremy, is sort of like Portland hype. Like, is it is it deserved? Is it, is it worth it? Are the donuts good? Are the books readable? <laughs> are they legible? Well, I, I came at this with a very, uh, with a sort of a expecting to be um, unimpressed. Expecting to be. <laughs> <laughs> because, well, if there's one thing the podcast taught you about Portland, <laughs> please approach okay, with a shade so. of jadedness. Yeah. Well, it's it's because you know I I've I've always heard so many things about Portland, and I've also heard things about other places that I've been, and you know, and I was there. You know, when I go to a city and people say nice things about it, often there's you know it's a nice place, but it you know it's. There's there are a lot of other places and Portland is sort of billed as this unique place, mm-hmm. you know that it's that it's so different than all the others and um, I don't I don't think it it stands out so much when you compare it to all the other. What's that you, you say? Know, fairly progressive. <laughs> Blasphemy! <places>. How dare <laughs> you? <Blasphemy. laughs> <laughs> Interview over. <laughs> you sir may leave the airstream. <laughs> that being said, I, I <laughs> did enjoy my time here. I do like it, and I and I wouldn't mind spending some time here. You know, actually living here and working here, and I think it's a good place. Mm-hmm. I found the biking to be very easy, and or I found it to be very easy to get around in general. Uh, and the uh, biking. Wait, was, but you were in Minneapolis. Yes, and the biking's pretty easy here. Um, yeah, it's pretty easy. I mean, it's not okay. As we'll, nice. put, we'll put we'll put a little, a little mark. Right <laughs> Which we'll, one's we'll, better? We'll hang on. We'll hang on to that one for a second. I see what you We'll hang on to that one for a second. Finish your thought. Okay, here. Sorry. Talk about Minneapolis. Yeah. Um, no, I I found it to be easy to get around. I did take the bus a lot the other day. I took the tram up to the, the top, and I took the max, and I used the streetcar, and the streetcar actually moved, which was you know, a little <laughs> contrary to what I often experience with streetcars. Yeah, the, the streetcar in well, Minneapolis. Well, you got the one, then. You got the yeah. one, because lots of times there's cars parked or like oh, just okay. blocking the okay. streetcar. Mm. Yeah. So maybe that's the... Uh, <laughs> but, I, you know, I, I, found it, I found it to be a good place, and I... Um, I also haven't really. I was trying to pay attention to the traffic, the car traffic as well, because from the perspective of you know, if I do, I want to come here and, and work here, and uh, what would I be doing? I'd probably be driving buses, and so mm. I, and I, I did not see the kind of traffic that is in a lot of other cities. I mean, you look at a place like Seattle, where it was just like, you know, some of the streets are just parking lots for Eesh. half an hour, or Boston, mm-hmm. and mm. I just didn't see. And I think there's a lot going on here. A lot of people biking, a lot of people using the Max, and I just think it's. I don't know. That was just my sense that it. I didn't find the kind of, you know, really awful. And it was a nice place to walk around because, in part, because of that. So I, uh, I didn't get everywhere I wanted to go, but uh, I did some. I was able to get out in the forest park, and I did the did my own zoo bomb. uh, (laughs) Nice. That's a great way to do zoo bomb as well. I was going to go to it actually, but I I wound up going earlier in the day. Oh, and it was their vinyl night. Mm -hmm. Oh, it was. Yeah, for the season. Yeah. Well, they they do like a they did. It, it was announced like on Instagram, like show up uh-huh. on time, bring like your favorite vinyl, and they'll like play it pre-party. Huh. Oh no way! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you know what that means, like, though. That means the pre-party is gonna be like three times as long as the usual <laughs> right? pre-party, which yeah. is about two or three hours. Yeah. Yep. So like you show up at nine, and then you like ride down the hill at midnight. This particular <laughs> yeah. announcement, like in parentheses, it said, "No, seriously, show up on time." This time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they know their audience. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, one other thing I was thinking about with uh, with Portland, and, and you guys have probably experienced this, is that there there must be, and you guys know I'm, I'm I've been a vegan for a long time, and there there must be a lot of vegans in this town because. Um, you know, in most places there's like, 
you know, there's some some dedicated vegan restaurants, and then you have some places where you can get vegan stuff that that's actually like more there's, than like a little bit of a salad. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, but here it was just like there were so many places that seem to they seem to cater to that. Mm. Yep, I yep. went to this waffle cart, and I was like, they don't have vegan waffles. They had vegan waffles, and I had a waffle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like random waffle cart. Yeah, <laughs> and no joke. A friend of mine was hanging out. He was talking about these like you know twenty year old like neighbors that he hates. Yeah, uh, but he, he was like taking the trash out one day, and he overhears them talking to each other. Like, so what's your like favorite dietary restriction? <laughs> what's your favorite dietary? No restriction? joke. What does no that joke. even mean? I don't know. It, <laughs> well, apparently there's a paleo cut somewhere. In, uh, there I, is. I always found peculiar yeah. the paleo uh, thing. There's a bit. Of, there's a fair bit of paleo around. Really? Okay. Right. There's I a feel. there's a diet for everybody here. <laughs> Just like <laughs> there's a seat for everyone at the beer mongers in Southeast Division. Uh, Holy shit! Uh, yes. Uh, now we can talk about that in a minute. I was okay. just going to bring up a thing about uh, Jeremy. You tell me if this rings true to you or not. But uh, I feel like Portland. Just kind of like if you're watching the graphic EQ on your stereo and like, you know, you start out with like, there's like a little bit of bass and it shoots up on the EQ and then suddenly the whole song comes in and the EQ is dancing around. I feel like Portland was the bass note on the EQ and it shot forward with a lot of progressive design and everything and vegans long before, uh, long before everything else in America did. And at this point, a lot of other places in America, I feel like, have kind of shot forward with similar progressive like catching up. movements. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and at that point, now now the treble and the mid are like overtaking the bass in this song of transportation by bike in America. And I think that uh, I think it's possible that uh, Portland started as progressive, but hasn't kept up the momentum as progressive. And but, so and, its reputation precedes it. But it, mm-hmm. but I think a lot of other people are, are making similar strides, and that's maybe why it's not as impressive as it used to be. Maybe mm-hmm. that's possible. I mean, it's people move around a lot more. I mean, you know, if you if you look at how our society has changed in what, the past twenty years, it's. I mean, even the past year, you know, every every year it's like this. You know, these major changes that you don't expect that that a lot have a lot to do with communication tools that we have we didn't have, and so people are finding out about things that, and you know, for for a long time and and still for a lot of people, I would. You know, I knew a lot of people on the East Coast who would just, you know, they'd hear about Portland and they go visit and they just move here. <laughs> you know, that's um, that's happening in other places too. You hear mm-hmm. about you hear about Austin, you hear about Asheville, you hear, you know Minneapolis, you, you hear Madison, Wisconsin. You hear about you know places like that that are that are you know more progressive and uh, doing interesting things. Um, I yeah, I, there's a lot of nice places to be out there and that'd be interesting places and it's you know they all have different combinations of, of things going on i wonder if you if it's there's still as many people coming here as there i don't know if they, by the numbers they're, yeah i was yeah. gonna say they're expected <laughs> yeah there's still more condos being built yeah, more, I think, I think and like, more traffic showing up so the, yeah the last stat i saw and i can't remember if this was uh oregonian article or possibly mercury it was like over a hundred persons per day, um, and and this I definitely would want to check yeah. before like stating that. But um, well, what I, was oh go oh, ahead. yeah no I was well I was gonna say is like do you so in that in that in that question I almost feel like you've got kind of like like a vision of what that progressiveness is. Do you feel like it that there is a plateau, or do you feel like maybe Portland now gets to play catch up with other cities doing even better things, and maybe that's a good thing. I think America has huge speakers and tweeters, and it can handle <laughs> some more volume. I think we yeah. can turn it all up. Turn it up to 11. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. What were you going to say, Aaron? Uh, well, I was thinking about uh, population increase and, and just kind of going back, um, trying to remember the last time we had Chris Smith in talking about the, the Portland 
master plan and he had mentioned what that statistic is and i was wondering if you happen to remember you mean like the the, the ride share like the no uh, no, no no the the pro- projected population increase oh. like in an in x amount of years population will increase like i don't know it was like 25 percent. and mm-hmm. he, he like mm-hmm. went on i mean it's it's in our archives. I guess we can all look it up later. And I assume he will also <laughs> write in and tell us, and we'll have yes. it on the next episode. <laughs> Good point. Good point. And I mean, a avid big, listener. Hey, Chris, how's it going? <laughs> yeah, and a big part of this is just that you know, as a I used to study this as a geographer. I mean, people are moving to cities. And this mm-hmm. is, I guess it's no secret anymore. You know? Yeah. And and have been since like the '90s. And so it's, I, you know, I don't know how much. So it's a thing that's going on all over the place. It's not just here. It's you know these these things that you hear about gentrification, you get these, uh, I, I read somewhere in the, the other day in the local, one of the local papers that apparently it's, they're not going to be enforcing the rules against, uh, tiny houses and private driveways anymore. Mm-hmm. Oh really? Right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh, so for wow. a little while, there's gonna be some really <laughs> yeah. super cheap rent, but same, Airbnb same trailers too, or the city rather will not let you Airbnb that trailer in your driveway. Okay. Uh, mm, so it goes. Or the tiny house. So it goes. Yeah. So I don't know if that's I'm all right idea. with that. Yeah. I'm all right with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because what would happen is then more people are displaced so that that can stay in Airbnb. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The Airbnb thing is, has led to a lot of that. I was uh, I was talking with an Airbnb owner here in Portland, though, and they were saying that, uh, like, they could have, they, they sort of a new Airbnb, Airbnb lister, but they had seen the statistics, and what they figured out was that between, like, laundry and heating bill and uh, like toilet paper and stuff like that as as well as if you're like paying yourself for the time it takes to clean that that they were only making just a small percentage over what they got the year previously just with like a long-term rental so Mm. i'm not sure if it's that saturation point or you know we've got so much presence for that market or airbnb here in portland but i'm not sure like i guess within areas you'd be making money but uh it seemed like it might not be as big of a bet or as good of a like theoretical it's not as sure of a thing as it yeah used to yeah be. just yeah. like where everybody's an uber driver now or everybody's a lyft <laughs> oh, driver man. like you know yes. if you're you're raking it in three or four years ago as those technologies were just breaking um it seems like that uh equilibrium may be cl- potentially closer than i would have thought at least within the portland portland market double ply yeah, going so, <laughs> to help with that. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing we know is certain is uh, as long as we have uh, capitalism, the, uh, it's always going to be if you have money, you can always make money, mm. and uh, that's that probably applies to Airbnb. Yeah. Because if you have a place, um, I don't know, a really fancy place in the Pearl District, mm-hmm. you can probably make a lot more money. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Some, but you have to get that place, so you know. Just like uh, there's some people who are traveling that will rent out their apartment or they'll you know, put it on Airbnb or a permanent tenant uh, and they'll just go travel. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, yeah, I don't, I don't have that. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, can't totally. do it that way. <laughs> it's hard to do something with something if you don't start with something. <laughs> but speaking of uh, places where there are or are not people, um, there is a place that I rode my bicycle that you should ride. Um, and this sounds like I'm about to do an ad for the beer market. <laughs> yes, <laughs> division no, go for it. I was do really it. hoping that's what you were going to do. <laughs> actually, I was going to say uh, I was actually going to talk about Utah. Oh, I rode my bike across Utah. No, there rewind. is not. A, rewind. <laughs> go back. Go back. But I did. I did ride my bike to the beer mongers. What did you find uh, there? I um I had a uh, big ass burrito. Yes. Uh, next door. Ah, from, uh, from Los Gorditos. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes amazing what seven dollars can buy you oh man yeah and uh 
Yeah, and I five pounds of happiness went into the beer mongers. <laughs> yeah, there is in fact a big stick, which I was not. I did not believe this. <laughs> I thought it was a big myth. <laughs> no, it's a big stick, not a myth. Yeah, but it, it was cool. Yeah, there was a seat for you, I assume. There was a seat. Yes. Yeah. What did you enjoy while you were there? Um, I did that. I think I uh, had the Aaron's favorite, the Lionheart. Oh, yes. there we go, Lionheart. That's right. Yeah. There we go. I should have been prepared. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they, they do a Sorry. good thing. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, they've always got events rolling in. Uh, there was one <laughs> that I shared on our Facebook page recently. Oh, damn! And I forget yeah, I which brewer, but there was like uh, they're crafting a new tap list based off of this special release. Really? Beers you can't get anywhere else. Ooh. It wasn't put out by the Willamette Week, though, was it? I don't think so. Oh, no. Okay. It turns out the Willamette Week <laughs> right <laughs> breweries, <not> <laughs> wrong beers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what they said about beer mongers. <laughs> and then beer mongers put it on a doggone shirt. It's fantastic. <laughs> I love it. That's real on the style. So Utah. Yeah, I was just gonna say if you're looking for a place where uh, there aren't a lot of other people, um, that's a place. There's. Uh, I rode my bike across Utah with a friend and. We started April 30th from Breckenridge, Colorado, mm-hmm. 9,600 feet of elevation and 40 degrees Fahrenheit. And um, we had all extremes of heights and temperatures and um, difficulties and uh, availability of decent food. And uh, that was, uh, yeah, it was, we, we had 40 degrees in Breckenridge. Then a couple of days later, we were in Grand Junction. It was uh, about 87. And Sounds about right. We were in Moab. It was 90s. We were in... Uh, uh, Bryce Canyon. Mm-hmm. It was got down to twenty four Fahrenheit. Wow! And this is in what in March, April? In uh, early May. Wow. Yep, second week in May. <laughs> so we yeah, then we did then we That's got to Zion. It was ninety five. So yeah, kind of <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the nice thing about Utah, though, is it's got such elevation changes that if you're too cold, you can go lower. If you're too hot, you can go higher. <laughs> well, you make it sound easy. It does. Oh yeah. Well, obviously, <laughs> on, on a work. bike, on a bike, we're talking, we're talking like periods of weeks here but i'm just yeah. saying like yeah. with you know it, it's uh you can kind of adapt that or you can you can like plan around it i, yeah. I guess in it, it to a true. degree although if if i uh, i found out that if you're uh if you fail to properly maintain your derailleur cable and it snaps on you yes uh, in the middle of utah it's going to take you a really long time to get another one mm. yes yeah <laughs> Indeed. i saw that on the internet when it happened <laughs> that was it sounded fun. rough that was fun. How long uh, did it take to get a new cable? Um, all in all, it was about a week, but uh, it was actually my fault because I had one shipped to the post office in Tropic, Utah, and I just had to make it there, <laughs> and I did. Well, I hitchhiked for for a little into this town of Escalante, and I was mm-hmm. hoping that I could find one, but I did not. Mm. And uh, then I eventually was able to get it to, to stay in the lowest front gear so I could climb. I could reach a top speed of about uh, 8 to 10 miles per hour. Yeah. So it's like just when you're, you're That's like, all you need for turning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's fine for climb, you know. And then you get on the, and then you get the descent's great. It's like when you're on the flats, and you're just trying, like you're spinning, you're just and you're spinning like, your legs, mm-hmm. yeah. or you're like you go to shift, like you go to shift up, and you go to sh- go harder, and you just like wind up impaling yourself on the seat. <laughs> so that's uh, another thing. But um, yeah, I I uh, ordered the cable, and if I had remembered to uh, order the housing or mm. check for the housing, that apparently oh no, oh yeah, yep, yep. Shoot. So yeah, it was about a week, and I. Uh, this was on your road bike? On my, uh, yeah, my, my hybrid. It's, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that, so the cable, you couldn't just like throw the, uh, throw the cable on without the housing. Like the housing, right. or the cable I is, tried. is dependent on the housing oh, I, I tried. for the tension. Yeah. But I, uh, I tried wrapping around all kinds of different things. <laughs> I looked at my bag. I was like, what do I have that I can, I can like, you know, can I, can I like, you know, use some zip ties here to like right. suspend it? Hmm. Uh, yeah, I spent a lot of time and, and failed. <laughs> 
It turns out those engineers know a thing or two when they came up with housing. Yeah, I, yeah I'm glad. Is. I'm glad you got it put together eventually. But yeah, yeah, there are some yeah. parts that are indispensable. How did yeah. you? This is maybe a little bit more technical than necessary. But how did you get it to stay in an easier gear then? Um, well, it's in in theory. You're I'm talking about the front derailleur. Okay. So in theory. It, it's it a lot should. easier than the rear derailleur to, right. to figure out. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah. So theoretically, it should, when it's uh, less tension, means it's going into a lower gear. Yeah. So theoretically, if there's no cable, it should go to the lower gear. Mm-hmm. But it kept jumping around. Huh. And I was oh. trying to climb some big hills. And I had a really hard time. Oh, so I, after hitchhiking for about 20 miles, a uh, big 20-mile climb, I... Uh, and I caught up, we caught up to my friend, like right as right as we were entering the town that I was getting a ride to. <laughs> I was like, hey, bud. He's like, hey, what are you doing there? <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag uh, not cheating. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but yeah, eventually Slit it's you. it's just uh, adjusting the limit screws and just trying to, uh, you know, play with the. I mean, the well, you have no barrel adjuster, but it's it was a. Yeah, it it didn't take a whole lot, but it was yeah. it was a matter of like me just, you know, in the moment when that happens, you're just like. Because basically what happened, I was rolling. Okay, so it was maybe, I don't know if people are going to hear the story, but I was, we had camped in a place that was at the, we just finished the Burr Trail, which was like days without, two days without food and water. We had two gallons of water. Um, got into this little nothing town of Boulder, and we filled up, and we cruised down about halfway between Boulder and Escalante. Like, mm-hmm. Boulder, Utah. Boulder, Utah, yeah. yeah. Um, super steep hill. We cruised down at like probably 35 miles an hour for probably like 30 miles, and we camped right at the bottom of that hill and so mm-hmm. the cable snapped like right as we, i was coming out of the campground and my friend was like 20 feet ahead of me but he had headphones on and he was he was gone uh, <laughs> oh, <wow. Yikes. laughs> so, nothing i could do about that but then um yeah and i i managed to get to get a little farther up the road and uh luckily there was this little coffee house just side of the road coffee house i really don't know <laughs> why mm-hmm. um but yeah i popped in i tried hitching a ride and, and of course nobody's stopping i've i've found that you can't really hitch a ride when you're just standing out there, like trying to get people to stop. Mm-hmm. I have to go and like find people where they're standing or standing. You know, oh, really? Or Do you think it's because of the bike? They're like, oh, he's fine. No, I've like, tried without a bike too. Okay. I think it's just uh, you know, it's easier to gauge people in conversation. You're not okay. you're not asking them to like stop and pull over mm-hmm. you know, to do something. You're just you know, it's like, oh, hey, you happen to be going? Uh, any chance you're going east? You know, maybe mm-hmm. be able to give me a ride. And so I would uh, ask people with pickup trucks. But, uh, yeah, I went to this coffee shop, and I had to kind of calm myself. Because when something like that happens, you just – all you can think of, you know, every swear word you had, you know. And you're, just, <laughs> and you're just sitting there, and you're like, you know, and it's just – I don't remember if it was cold or hot that day. But I, I just – I remember standing there and just, like, you know, just not knowing, like, what the hell am I going to do? I'm out here. Like, there's no buses anywhere. There's no, like, mm-hmm. can't get a ride. So and it was, like, 8 a.m. So I went to this coffee shop and kind of just had something to drink. Yeah. I said, let me, let me warm up. And I, Oh, yeah, it was cold. Right? And at the point, at tea. that point, like, all yeah. the cortisol and exactly. whatever in your brain, it's, like, blocks – your like your rationality yeah so i had to calm myself down and in the end i met this guy who was touring he was from, i want to think he was from germany mm-hmm. and he was um he had driven to oh he was driving he yeah he rented a car in las vegas and he had his bike in the back of the in the trunk of the car and he was driving around a lot of people were driving this route that we biked and so he was driving the loop and then he was going to bike from las vegas out to um like me death, death valley and uh, and out west <laughs> and so so yeah we wound up uh, taking the bike apart and getting it in his car and uh, got a ride but one thing i learned is that when you if you need a ride you will find one really and just wow. ask but you just have yeah. to ask people where they're at you know you approach them in this day when you know leaving the grocery store or something like that you gotta um, when they're stopped and you can actually have a conversation with them because very few people are going to be like you know no fuck you 
it's uh you know the worst the worst that happens is they're going the other way you just <laughs> right. ask the next guy it's a lot easier to say no fuck you when you're in a car <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah you, you, yes. you just keep driving reminds me of my experience uh doing the pacific crest trail uh which we actually thought yeah. about doing the pacific coast uh or the oregon coast hike because the pacific crest was so like crazy snowy that year <laughs> but we were trying to hitchhike away from a snowy pass we couldn't get over and uh yeah, it was just it was hard. Like nobody wanted to give us a ride. Yeah. The only time that our hitchhiking sign worked is after we decided not to That's hitchhike right. and we gave it to another else. guy <laughs> and he got a ride like as soon as we gave him the sign. <laughs> so, yeah. Do you think that the having two people played a role? Well, I had that big mustache, so I think it probably like didn't work out as well. You got a full on beard. Didn't I thought you? having a pretty girl That's with right. me would help, but <laughs> I think it was. I, I think the mustache was too strong. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Interesting. But yes, yeah, because I've often wondered. I assume that uh, I assume that women have a, a higher success rate for hitchhiking, but also probably have to deal with a lot of things that uh, that we don't have to deal with. Comes at a cost, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I've I've only needed to get a ride a handful of times. I do remember one time in uh, Vail, Colorado, that I was trying to get a a ride. I missed the bus by like five minutes, and I was trying to get a ride over the pass back towards uh, Breckenridge, and I remember. Uh, you know, spending like three hours trying to get a ride. And I was just, I asked everybody, but it was just a Saturday night and like nobody just, nobody was going back over that direction. And so, and eventually I found a couple of people that were driving to the airport and in Denver. And so they gave me a ride. To, <laughs> nice. You know, Very good. The highway. But yeah, it was, I remember that, uh, and I had my Brompton with me. That's there you go. So I just, I kind of folded it up. I covered it and I had Easy. it to the side. So no Easy. So yeah. Like oh yeah, that's different for that. <laughs> Other thing I've heard is that if you have like a flat tire that you can't fix or any sort of wheel problem, if you hold the wheel in the air as you're throwing for a ride, <laughs> that's like short oh, yeah? for I really am screwed. Please <laughs> <Yeah>. stop. <laughs> well, nice. funny that you mentioned that because I we we did uh, a long stretch in Utah where we um, actually a couple days where we uh, had a couple times where we had to go two and a half three days without uh, access to food and water. Yeah. Right? yeah. And, uh, which is great in the sense that it's, you know, you're, you're so out there and there's hardly any traffic and beautiful views and you're, you don't have to, you know, you want to stop and look at it. You just stop. You don't have to move over or anything. You just stop. Right. Right. <laughs> and, uh, but you know, you're, we were asking for water and I was carrying two gallons a day. And, uh, at one point I would just, you know, hold up my, my water bottle and point to it, stand on the side <laughs> of the road. And, uh, and you, you know, if you're ever trying to do that, you just give cars a place to pull over. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Strategically. Uh, Same with hitchhiking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, but that that worked every time. Really? Every time. Yeah. We just uh-huh. within like two minutes, somebody. Uh, you that's know, kind of. I would wait for huh. until a car showed up, which could, right, be, right. could be half an hour. But you know, when the that's car like showed a, up. That's like a human level thing too, where it's like, sure, you might not give somebody a ride, but are you really gonna yeah. not give somebody <laughs> water if, if if they're like showing you that they have none? Or I don't, I don't know. And I mean, how do you feel about this? Because I I felt weird. It took me a while before I could really like muster up the uh, hmm. want to say courage, but whatever it was to like basically admit like hey i didn't bring enough water with me and i knew that i would <laughs> i knew that I, and i made the decision to not carry enough water hmm. because how much more than two gallons are you going to carry yeah so yeah, I don't water's know. heavy man yeah so, seriously eight pounds a gallon right or thereabouts yeah yeah, so what is yeah. Like that? that's what yeah. they say so yeah okay. i've thought about that before myself and it's like even just that's... like the standard amount you carry just for like getting through yeah i i it's, uh, uh, it's one of the biggest feats of engineering is getting water into space yeah for sure <laughs> uh i think the purification of of water like figuring out how to like either have a filter or or tablets or whatever like that's what i picked up from backpacking is sure. like 
I can go a lot farther on bike than I thought I could because you know what? You, you know, if you have the filter stuff, because I always used to go out by bike and just be like, well, two bottles, they're gone. What am I going to do? I guess I have to go home now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, and, yeah and that's that's what I need to I need to hike in a place where there's water. Right, so right. Well, that and was it, the challenge this time. There was, I mean, I had a filter, but there's no right. water. Yeah, you're <laughs> right. Up, yeah, you're the filter the doesn't desert. do yeah. jack if there isn't a source of water. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. At that point, like choosing your route, that, that that's part of the consideration, I guess. But yeah. but no, I, there's also the whole like, I don't know. I, it's kind of exciting to do something like that and kind of figure like like how are we going to make it through this one? Right. Was there yeah. ever like that that sense of like, oh, I'm really screwed now? Or no, I mean, I I never. Like I always knew when I had that mechanical failure and I, I had another one later on and my jockey wheel broke apart. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I had those, and that one I was able to fix in about a half an hour. But when I had those mechanical problems, it was in the morning. So it wasn't like I was, you know, time was ticking. And, um, you know, I never let it go too low. I never let my yeah. water go too low. So I, uh, you know, when I was, when I was, had a bottle or two left, I would ask, uh, I would, that's when I would start to think about how am I going to get water. Right. And, uh, you know, as long as you don't, yeah, you don't, don't wait for the last minute. Try not to get yourself in situations where um, you're going to be screwed because things do go wrong. And that's, you know, you can't, you can't plan for everything. And it's like, you know, when people say, oh, yeah, aren't you, aren't you worried? And it's like, well, yeah, like you could have some combination of, you know, like you get, uh, you get a monsoon and your bike frame breaks and you, uh, you know, suddenly lose all, you lose all your clothes. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> What are the odds of all those three things happening at the same time? It's probably so. You know, you just got to be flexible and willing to to adapt. And if uh, so, you just you know, there's a challenge aspect to it. And you, um, you know, I didn't I didn't think of uh, going with without uh, enough water as a as a thing to you know a challenge to overcome or anything. It was just like <laughs> I can only carry so much, and well, you know, we'll see. And I'm out here for yeah. the views. Mm-hmm. And you got the views. I got the views. That Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. If anybody wants a tour that's uh, that's really scenic and uh, it's a lot of work, it's a lot of climbing. I think we probably climbed maybe thirty, forty thousand feet total because a lot of ups and downs. Um, but it's yeah, beautiful landscape and uh, yeah, lack of food. Uh, you know, when you get when you do get food, you get these little gas stations. And right. And yeah. if you're making and vegan and choices, being, I was going to yeah. say, mm-hmm. and being vegan, yeah. I, I bet mean, proved some difficulty. Yeah, I mean, it's and I, I didn't, I ate a lot better than like than, than my uh, partner did, and he's he's like, oh, my body is like garbage disposal. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you know, we you know hot pockets and all that other yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, that I don't know. I just don't know how you sustain yourself on that. I, I when I was going through the Burr Trail in the middle of Utah, I. Wound up eating a lot of I ate a lot of oats and kind of got sick of them and I wound up eating a lot of Cliff bars and a lot of snack type stuff that just wasn't it wasn't really doesn't fulfill you yeah like even in a, in a psychological sense you know it, it's, it's yeah and yeah. so I wound up feeling kind of sick when I got to Bryce Canyon I wound up I having see a, that. to stay in a, a hotel for one night because I was really sick and I had a, and I was in the middle you know in the middle of nowhere and I was like do I I had to think about like whether I was gonna try to get a ride so I could somewhere cheap so that i could stay from but i turned out i felt fine in the morning so uh do we have a call to action music here <laughs> i don't have call what? to action music i can't what? wait hang on do you have call to action music? <laughs> it's a good thing i'm here oh okay. shit <laughs> <laughs> well, we're for, while we're waiting for uh for brock here I'll, uh, yeah they, when bryce canyon is beautiful and there's a lot of hiking opportunities along the whole route uh, as long as you're just prepared it took us about we spent about three weeks to do it it's about a little less than a thousand miles from breckenridge to zion so you could do an abbreviated version is like maybe 700 from Moab to Zion or to go into St. George is the 
I, mean, I took the bus out of Zion. Oh, no, I no, I rode from Zion to St. George, but we yeah. like, officially ended in Zion. Oh, that was a terrible day, that last day. Oh, really? Oh, I had to ride on this highway for a couple miles only, but it was, it was full of debris in the shoulder, and it was like a four I was going to say, is there not much in the way of in- uh, infrastructure no, around there? No, because yeah. when we were going between the parks, like there's hardly any traffic, and so it's right. like, mm-hmm. no big deal. But then once you get out, yeah, you're getting towards St. George, and um, yeah, getting to St. George was just, and it was, I thought it was supposed to be all downhill, it was supposed to be losing like a thousand feet. And we really, uh, I don't know, we had headwind all day. It was miserable. I was like, oh, I'm yes. done. This is great. And it was like. You still are pedaling downhill because yeah. of the wind. That <laughs> yeah, was tough. And I got a flat tire. It was, it was 100 degrees that day. Ooh. And um, I got a flat tire. Like, I was walking like a half a mile to find a place that I could change my flat because I was like, I'm not going to stand out. You need some shoulder or something. Yeah, <laughs> right. sure. Did you have to tangle with any uh, fundamentalist polygamists? No, uh, okay. we did not. The, the hardest thing was uh, things being closed on Sunday. There mm-hmm. we go. In, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Glendale, Utah. So only philosophically. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> here's your call to action music. Oh, we have it. Oh, okay. So get on your bikes, uh, ride across some beautiful places, but take care of yourself. Don't, uh, don't eat crap. Eat some healthy food. That sounds great. That's what I got. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Do you want the? Uh, yes. There you go. So, don't get sick. Um, I mean, that's good advice. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I'm trying to take it right now, and I'm, I'm having a hard time. Is that uh, kombucha? Is it uh, healing you? It's it, well, this is what it's not kombucha. It's a uh, it's an antioxidant infusion from some company that it's all right. We'll see how it okay. goes. <laughs> I'm I'm curious. It does have like extract of coffee berry. Well, it's, right? it's described as. It's like if your crush showed up in a teeny bathing suit and took you on a picnic in the antioxidant rainforest. What? Pretty I've juicy never, stuff. I've never been to that rainforest. I don't think I've it never lives. even heard of it. That's that. an interesting description. I don't think it lives up to that. <laughs> I don't think that's even a great description. <laughs> <laughs> Should have gone with ginger tea. <laughs> Should have. <laughs> that's next. Uh, well, thanks, Jeremy, for coming in. Yeah, thank and, you for having me. hanging yeah. out with us. Do you want to hang out with our calendar? Absolutely. And, awesome. I, I had an item for the... Uh, I don't know. I just I had a fun thing, but I <gasps> got the brochure about it. But I had a cool bikey railroad thing. Oh uh, really? I saw. I don't know if you, I guess I could tell you about it now. I, uh, sure. I, I can't <laughs> yeah. Find the, I can't find the flyer, but it, this is audio, so I guess nobody really has to know that. I have it right here. In front I of see me. it. Yeah, right. no, it looks great. It's about <laughs> there's, eight by eleven. There's apparently this company that does these tours where it's it's like a quad bicycle on old railroad tracks. Oh yes. Like pedal yep. on the track. <laughs> it was weird. Yeah. I thought of you when I saw the pamphlet. Yeah. It was in the uh, rail. I was in the rail history or no rail heritage museum, right by the Tillicum Bridge. Yes, mm-hmm. um, I went in there for right a little while. Powell Boulevard. Okay. Yes. Yeah. There Boulevard. Was, uh, yes. Yeah. Most mostly. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit closer to Division and like Water Ave. I think, okay. But surprisingly yeah, close to the beer mongers. Yes. On oh, Southeast yeah. Division and Twelve. Yeah. Very yes. close. Where there's always a seat for you. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of beer mongers, here's our calendar. I love, I love, I love, I love don't don't ever use that. We won't. It's October. <laughs> That's right. For like two more days. Yeah. Or something, or, right? Well, one. Or really yes. Long. I guess today's not over. So a, a day and some hours. Yes. Uh, and also the uh, Washington version of Biketober is wheel options, and uh, I just saw Ranger Tom's little post with uh wheel options hashtag he just did a 28 mile 
commute to his work. And 28? Go. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> I'm never going to complain about my six-mile commute. That's <laughs> crazy. And if you don't want to commute 28 miles to work, that is okay, because on October 13th <laughs> through November 19th, you can go drink coffee instead <laughs> with the seventh annual Coffee Nearing Challenge. And the minimum requirement is only two miles. Only to get, two. Yes, you you just need to ride two miles to get to your coffee destination. Wow, there's a lot of old stuff on here I forgot to erase. Sorry about that. <laughs> but November 1st through the 9th, nine days of pie. The city of Portland has welcomed us to share pie with them, us being I, the nine days of pie people. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and this year will include a pie fight and pie movie clips at the historic Clinton Street Theater, a pie concert at the famed Dante's, a gluten-free pie-making demonstration at National Grocers, and voodoo ellipses. Also, if you want to pitch in for pie-making stuff or tip the cook, they have a GoFundMe site. And we will link to that on our website. I wonder if they're going to show that clip from Stand By Me with the pie eating contest. Oh, yeah. Uh, That'd be a good one. That's a classic. I hope that's like maybe, I don't know. I don't want to watch that after I eat, but I don't necessarily want to watch that before I eat either. <laughs> hey, is it okay if I mention again on the, the 16th yes. of November, my band Lumberjack is playing a show at the White Eagle. Yes. It's a $10 cover. Uh, they're also going to be with uh, Post War Radio and Out West. Post War Radio features our oh, friend Steven, who's been yeah. on the show before. So check it out. On November 18th, we've got Cranksgiving with special guest MCs. Yay! Who are they going to be? Ah, uh, some some guys. Oh, some, some jackasses. A couple, couple of fellows. <laughs> um, <laughs> December 1st, Pedal Shift turns 100 with festivities at the Beermongers on Southeast Division and 12. Mooney will be there. Mm-hmm. Tim Mooney of the Pedal Shift Project. And of uh, our, our calendar sounder. Oh, yes. <laughs> that guy. I wish I was still here then. That would be uh, that'd be a really fun, fun event. I'm bummed to miss it. <laughs> still haven't connected. He he rode the Oregon coast like a week before I did. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. So <laughs> yeah, you guys in were, spirit. Were in it, just cross paths. You, 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 yeah. you didn't see the messages he left like all the way down. <laughs> <for him>. oh. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody else took him. That bastard. <laughs> that very next day on December second. Portland we, Podcast Festival. Yes, have you made the? We haven't made the announcement yet, right? We, we haven't, haven't recorded since then. We should make that announcement right now. Okay. On December second, <laughs> thanks to our generous listeners, we will be one of the two featured uh, podcast guests for the Portland Podcast Festival. Yes, that's right. Yes, we did it. Thank yeah. you so much. You made us at least second place. I That's don't know right. what the a- actual rankings are. I don't want to know. <laughs> so it was us and Self Care is Sexy, the two podcasts that that won the voting contest. That's right. So they've uh, got like the the shoe in folks, like this, like the pro podcasters mm-hmm. are yes. all going to be doing their things. Yes, and and their crew. Yeah, and Fun Employment Radio has been a guest on this Rocket Podcast. Uh, yeah. What four years yes. ago now? Oh yeah, we yeah. should get them. It's in been again. a while, uh, but yeah, um, that's happening, and uh, they're all going to be there, and we're we get to share the stage with such esteemed folks as Holy shit, Fun Employment Radio, yes. Geek in the City, and uh, other such fine shows. I, I just am am speechless. This is this is wonderful. <laughs> we're gonna wear red ties. We're gonna wear red ties and black shirts. You got one, Guthrie. I will acquire such <laughs> such garments before Perfect. predisposed. Perfect. On December 15th, 
through the 17th. We also are welcoming BikeCraft 2017 to Portland again. So show up. Bring your bike or your crafts. Or if you have neither, show up for BikeCraft. Yes. That's right. Um, And so that... Can I plug an event? Oh, yes. yeah, yeah. Oh, so I was just reminded of something that I uh, think I'm going to be able to go to in Boston, uh, November 10th. Uh, it's the second Friday of every month, uh, the Boston Bike Party. That's a lot oh, of fun. Yeah. It's like the Thursday night ride over here. Oh, nice. Nice. Um, except it's just once a month. And somebody said to me, You I know, li- I'm sure like every city, like like hip, progressive city has something like this. Cities with the uh, treble in the... Uh, Tenor, <laughs> yeah. tossed in there. Well, that's cranking like, up the volume. Given, given Portland its run for its money, yeah. um, I would love to hear about it. And Boston Bike Club, for example, go ahead or Boston Bike Party. Yeah, yeah. I, there's uh, it's a fun event. I, I was on the uh, Thursday night ride here in Portland, and somebody tried to tell me like, what other city would have something like this? And I was like, actually, a lot of cities. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll be in. Uh, if anybody. <laughs> That's um, you're real. not unique anymore, <laughs> Portland. Yeah. I love that. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. no, that's cool because Boston Bike Party and actually uh, one of the, the people, Indianapolis Bike Party. Yes, and mm-hmm. then there's where you can famously one. drink outside. Yeah, is that that's still happening, right? It's still happening. Not on our calendar anymore. I can't anymore. believe I I'm, oh, that's okay. I accidentally well, I mean, dropped it. Hey, so it's also I'll happening it in Indianapolis. Yeah, yeah, I'll add it back. Yeah, there's so many events all over the place. That's right. Just, hard to keep up this would be the this would be the thing you need um you need uh i don't know like a like a magic intern that uh maybe not a magic maybe a real a real person to, uh, <laughs> it would be it would be like the uh like i wondered like now that we're calendar. like you know permanently housed and we're like part of an actual network could we perhaps hire an intern for college credit i wonder <laughs> i yeah you totally could <laughs> You can make them up easy, right? You just need to like have a course description and, uh, right. and say they yep. did it. Yep. Okay. I'll look into it. <laughs> you just got. You I just would, have to make it look good enough. I would feel so guilty, <laughs> and yet would still take advantage. That's only worth like one credit. <laughs> right. Okay. Are we talking well, semester or quarter? Um, semester. Okay. It's yeah, just one then. No. It'd be two definitely. quarter credits. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know any so of this. My my university, we just had one a class was one credit, and the science people used to complain bitterly about this because hmm. they said their stuff was so much harder than my geography. Oh, hmm. <laughs> and was it? Um, well, I I wouldn't know, but I, uh, <laughs> I, I I am very smart. Is what I'm going to say. Yes, I'm uniquely smart. <laughs> All right. Well, that was. Now we get our. What can compare with the thrill of a brand new bike? I like my bike, it's fast. I like my bike, it's fast. I like my bike, it's fast. It circles around the city lights. From Logan Smith, we've got a headline as the Sprocket podcast has a history of waxing eloquently on scatological misadventures and the Oregon Trail game. <laughs> Very true. Um, I thought you and your listeners... Not always together. Yeah, that, yeah fair <laughs> enough. I, I thought you and your listeners may enjoy the news below. And this comes from Travel Oregon. Quote, the game uh, launches inspired by the classic video game. So if you've ever played the Oregon Trail and you have never played the Oregon Trail. Either way, there is a new Oregon Trail in town, uh, so available at TravelOregon.com. Basically, they went through and, and rewrote um, 
in the spirit of the original and that you can take an adventure to different locations around Oregon via the Travel Oregon Oregon Trail yes. game. Did you happen to check this out? Oh yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> what? I was like I, I was like in the break room at work like and I had the had the computer on at full volume and it's mm-hmm. got like all the kitschy 8-bit sounds I, and I've, everything. I've played pretty much all of the Oregon Trail games and I've played almost all of the Oregon Trail spin-off games since the original Oregon Trail. Oh really? So you, you can uh, bet wow. you I played the uh, the, <laughs> the Oregon Travel Trail Oregon. Game. <laughs> I liked it cuz um, you start off you know, much like in the Oregon Trail, you get to choose like like who you were in the Oregon Trail. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if you're a farmer in the Oregon Trail, like you may not start off with as much money, but you have like a, a little bit more like resources. Or mm-hmm. if you're a doctor, you got more money, but you don't have as much like yeah. trail knowledge. You have to compromise. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and I don't know like the various advantages or disadvantages of what you pick and travel Oregon, mm-hmm. but I just like the fact that you choose to be a yoga instructor yep. uh yep. what is it a ski pro <laughs> it was kind of hilarious is, actually like whoever wrote this like really knew it what they yeah. were doing and really kind of pegged oh, Oregon yeah. A lot. yeah i almost like i pegged but also like i couldn't also at first tell if it was satirical or whether it was like genuine. you know i think i think it's a little of both yeah you know? yeah it's a bit tongue-in-cheek yeah it's a bit tongue-in-cheek but also like yeah if you've if you've enjoyed playing those games i think and and there was somebody who had pointed out the the there was like a discrepancy in the game and i can't remember if it was the speed limit or not apparently yes. there was yeah so so 65 yeah and i said that is not legal wait where so i'm just um, wondering in if they the were... game it said like something to the effect of like you're going down the highway at 65 miles per hour and i said no you're not depends on where you <laughs> no, are you're not well i was wondering if in they the state meant of the interstate versus the highway right but it might have just yeah because Interstate 84 in what like in Boardman goes it's, up to like 70 or something uh, does I it think really it's still 65 Maybe. Uh, maybe a change. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I uh, thought I'll the state speed limit was only fifty-five. For, it was for, for years. state highways, though. But for the interstate is different. Sixty-five huh? for interstate ah. freeways, but, yeah. so-called freeways. The, right. the free freedom to drive it something <laughs> <laughs> or, or ninety. Yeah, <laughs> um, I, I have. I have almost died of dysentery in multiple places in Oregon. So that, you know, I, think I, I think I've played this game already. I, I, at, the, at the bottom, it said asterisk. This game was inspired by Brock's real life experiences. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't. I didn't fall in into any maladies when I was playing. It's Did it's you? a pretty generous game as far yeah. as getting sick and dying yes. goes. There are a lot of games within the game, though. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. There's like a skiing game and a mountain biking game, which are essentially the same, but that's all right. Mm-hmm. Um, you can was, still hunt was... for, for wildlife. Uh, uh, you should yes. still buy a permit, Oh, <laughs> which you can do in the game. <laughs> really? It's a, I didn't you know, get this that is circa far. 2017. There's yeah. permits for these things, yeah. folks. <laughs> I didn't get that far in the game. Oh, okay. I, you have to I, shot, uh, I shot T-shirts out of a T-shirt cannon at a <laughs> hockey game. <laughs> You, oh. I want to know if you have to pay an extra fee to take your bicycle. Mm. It didn't say. Because that's the thing so, that with buses. Yeah. And I was just thinking about how, like, coming from uh, coming around Oregon with my bicycle, mm-hmm. it was actually way easier than it's uh, it's ever been hmm. to travel around with a bicycle. That's good. And I actually found a way to bypass that bus to bend that makes you put your bicycle in a box. How? So you don't have to do that anymore. Well, that yeah, that's there's, wait wow. what? There's a new airport shuttle. It's called the Mount Hood Teleporter. No way. That I took from Bend, Oregon to here. Holy shit. And they charged me $4, and they put my bike on the rack in the back of the van. $4, like, fair no, for, for you? Uh, $4 for the bike. Oh, for the bike. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Which is fair. The fare was actually the same as, uh, hey, hey. Um, 
The fair was actually the same as the Breeze bus. So okay, not bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Breeze used to be the only option. So the the Mount Hood teleporter—that's what's called. Fascinating. Yeah. And it takes you to the airport. Um. Well, it's uh, apparently they don't have their permits to go to the airport yet, but they'll. Um, <laughs> they get you damn close. <laughs> get you to the max. <laughs> okay. They, they get you to the max, and that's good enough. For me. So the question with teleporting always is yeah. like, if you destroy one part of yourself while you're being regenerated yeah. on the other side, don't trust it. Don't trust right, it. that's the thing. Like everyone I, in Star Trek is a ghost. Is it <laughs> ethical to take the teleporter? That's what I want to know. But <laughs> it, well, it is yeah. not. We can talk about that more <laughs> yeah, later. No, is it? Uh, yeah. so, it's, it's up there with the. Uh, I've the seen the prestige. Question. I know what happens. <laughs> it's up there with the uh, the e bike and the smart car and the other uh, <laughs> things that are questionable. That's right. Yep. So if you have had an experience playing the new Oregon Trail game, write us in. Let us know what yeah, your thoughts are. Oh wait, well. We may not have an 8-bit video game based on our experiences here in the Airstream, but we do have is... We got mail. Hey, we got mail. And in this week's mail, we have physical mail. Physical mail. From Greg and Hod. Um, I hope I am pronouncing that correct. I hope so, too. Yes. But thank you. They they were so kind to us. They sent us a uh, vinyl album, in yeah. fact. And um, we'll probably, yeah, we should post a photo of this to the website. Um, But in a very kind gesture, I believe we have the MP3 from this as well. I am trying to boot it right now. Where's our record player? Oh, yeah. Come on. I (laughs) mean. studio is this? (laughs) Is that a good? uh, That's a really good approximation of the. Okay, we've dropped the needle. (laughs) I think. (laughs) See, this is why you love us. If I learn yes. to relax. This song is great. Uh, the video for this song features the lead singer like driving down the road, picking up a guitarist off of the road, and taking him back to like a secret forest cabin and making music. Is he doing it back for Big Dummy? With chairs and uh, no, he's driving a pickup truck, I think. So you know how that ends. Is that <laughs> all there is a twist ending to the video. Oh, yeah. It's something else, yeah. But... This guy's got a great there voice. It's really like uh, almost reminded yeah, me of. It's a lot smoother than I was. Yeah. Reminds me a little bit of uh, uh, like Father John Dusty in some ways. Yeah, I hope that's not insulting to Hot. I hope that's not like a. But it's like a, like a couple of different movements, a couple of different like style things and all that. Uh, good stuff. So anyways, Hot's and Helpers. And that's uh, Greg, our listener, drumming. Yes. Okay. On vinyl. Let's keep this running. Yes. We'll just have it playing behind us as we uh, continue reading the. Yeah. All right. Well, you've reached the end of another episode, and thank you so much for listening. The Sprocket Podcast is produced at StreamPDX Community Audio Studio thanks to the generous support of Open Signal. Our website is thesprocketpodcast.com. Email to thesprocketpodcast at gmail.com. Call or text to 503-847-9774. Twitter and the Instagrams at Sprocket Podcast. Thanks to Ryan J. Lane for our theme music. Hurt Bird for our headline sounder. Marcus Norman for graphic design. And thanks to our sustaining donors, Logan Smith, Shadowfoot, Katharina Mellengard. Wayne Norman, Doug Robertson, Ethan Georgie. May I? Oh, you didn't what? Call what? Was that a yes? Yes. Oh, okay. Wait, we're oh. really Ethan off. Georgie. <laughs> Ethan Georgie. <laughs> <laughs> Justin Martin, Eric Iverson, Cameron Lean. 
Richard Wisinski, Tim Mooney, Glenn Kubish, Matt Kelly, Eric Wise, Todd Parker, Dan Gebhardt, who's a time traveler, Zoe Campania, Dave Knows, Chris Smith, Christy Kaster, Caleb Jenkinson, JP Keeley, Peanut Butter Jar, Matt, Patrick Archane, Sebastian Poole, Marco Lowe, Rich Otterstrom, Andrew in Colorado, Drew the Welder, Anna, John, John Wasserman, Westerman, oh. Andre Johnson, King of Division, Josh Zissett, Richard G, Guthrie Straw, he's right here, Aaron Green, author of We Were Like Sons and the founder of The, Regra- the Regranary, Campsite, Mac Nurse David, Kathy at Cycling, Walking, Eating, Talking, Nathan Poulton, Chris Rawson, Rory in Michigan, Michael Flournoy, Jeremy Kitchen, David Belay, Tim Coleman, Mr. T, Harry Hugel, Ed, Ed, Whit- oh. Ed Whitman, DJ Finnerson, Paul Culbertson, if, if that's your real name. Brad Hipwell, Thomas Skato, Keith Hutchinson, Ranger Tom, Joyce Wilson, Ryan Tam, Derek Wagner, Jason Oftenberg, Microcosm Publishing, David Moore, Dennis O'Brien, Todd Grosbeck, Chris Barron, Chris Barron, and my personal favorite, Chris Barron, Sean Baird, Simon Gregory Braitwith, who and we're listening to right now, yay, Ryan Morrow, and all of our former donors who helped us get this far. Now, brush your teeth. And... Go to bed. And both in my cool dreams For chairs and for hats Is that all there was that There was to know